Welcome to Season 4 of Shine Time Radio, a monthly unedited podcast exploring themes around overwhelm with the insights and supports of tarot and coaching. I'm Jenny Robertson and I'm the tarot reader, coach and space holder here at Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, heart-centered tarot reader, a lifelong learner, your trail buddy, and your introverted cheerleader. This place is for the overwhelmed dreamers, triers, and magic makers who are looking for a more intuitive, gentle, and supportive way back to themselves. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shine Time Radio and September's episode of the podcast. Uh, this month, we are looking at all things coaching with the tarot. And I thought I would start off the month by explaining how I got to this point of coaching with the tarot um, and why, you know, what I loved about coaching and why it also wasn't quite enough. And it was a process like most things. <laughs> um it's something that evolved over time and it was really something that came from a mix of experience and you know intuitive nudges and divine intervention really if we're being honest you know those things where it's like the exact right things come up um, and together at the exact right time and you're in the exact right place to receive and create with it so it was uh it was one of those things that now in hindsight I can look back and think was always sort of meant to be and the best things in my life really have always come from um, from this, even when um, it often felt horrible. <laughs> you know, actually, to be fair, they almost always feel hard. Those, those um, expansion times, those times where things are coming um, for us, you know, and, and are coming, they can't, we can't always see them coming. And there's a lot of contraction around them, right? So... Um, yeah, I um, thought I would tell you a little my little story to what brought me to this sort of new and wonderful place where I'm doing the work I know now I was meant to be doing always. Um, in a way, I was always meant to be doing it and with the folk that I was always meant to be working with. Uh, so uh, most of you may know, those of you who have been around for a while, that I uh, just recently left my career as a teacher. I've been teaching for... Uh, 22 years <laughs> and which just seems insane to me and I uh, started off did my teaching training after doing my undergrad um, back home in I say back home back in Canada um, and when I worked for a while in just outside Vancouver and then I moved to the UK to try teaching here and that was nearly 20 years ago and I've been here ever since. And I loved being a teacher until I didn't. <laughs> For a long time, I loved going to work. I loved the work I was doing. And, um, you know, a lot of people would have the Sunday fear, you know, before Mondays when they were meant to go back to work. And I never had that. I really didn't. Um, for about a good 10 years to 12 years, I absolutely loved my job for the most part. And after that, after about 12 years, things started to feel quote unquote off. Uh, I began to slowly feel more frazzled and out of my depth and overwhelmed. And actually, by the end of it, I really felt completely de-skilled, which is alarming when you've been teaching for 20 years. Um, now, there's a mix of knowing what I know about myself now 
and also the changing face of education, right? But knowing what I know about myself now, I realize that actually the environment of a school was never going to suit me long term. Um, I'm somebody who needs really soft, quiet, reflective spaces, and I like to work at a a pace that suits me and it sort of suits my ebbs and flows. I work best when I feel that my I'm quite solution based thinking and that actually can make a difference. I need to feel like um, I'm allowed to have high expectations for my work. Um, I thrive in one to one or very small group working environments uh, or working in very personal ways with like minded folk and where I can fully be myself. Um, I need to work in a way where I can take my time and tap into my intuition and make empowered choices. So yeah, <laughs> schools aren't really the environment for me long term, like not anymore. And that's okay. You know, who knows if we're meant to do the same thing forever. I don't know. I don't know if we're meant to do that. I think some of us are. And I think some of us um, change things change for us and we learn more about ourselves and how we work best. And we're able to find the roles and the jobs that suit that best, you know, if we're very lucky. Um, I loved working with children. I loved being able to utilize my sort of creative and organizational skills. And I definitely honed some organizational skills as a teacher. Um, I love, I love learning. So being a teacher, you're constantly learning and adapting and changing and upskilling all the time. Uh, I love being around like minded colleagues and I had definitely had that. And I like being around women, um, which I also was, you know, is also my experience as a teacher especially in primary school. Um, I love the school supplies. I can't lie. <laughs> I love me some good school supplies. Um, and I also love being a leader within my own bubble, you know, within what I could, within my classroom or within a small group of people. I got to have, you know, got to experience that. Um, and it was lovely and to develop some leadership, really quality leadership skills, which was great. And I also met some of my closest friends in that time. Um, there were definitely good times. But as time went on, the things that didn't or no longer aligned with who I am and how I work best began to really wear on me. And after I had my son and went down to part time, the cracks really became obvious. I was doing um, after my maternity leave, I was doing around a three to four hour, well, about three hour, four hours at the worst, three hour, three to, you know, three hour round trip commute um, because we had moved away from where the school was that I was working at. And I spent a lot of that time crying. <laughs> Um, brainstorming ideas, you know, I was like, do I start, maybe I'll start be a dog walker, maybe I'll start a doggy daycare, <laughs> maybe I'll become a private tutor, like, what am I going to do? Um, and I also spent a lot of time listening to podcasts. And I came across two podcasts in particular that sort of started to sh started the shift for me. One was Lindsay Mack's Tarot for the Wild Soul. And the other was Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach po School podcast. Um, I've actually moved away from a lot of Brooke Castillo's work now, but that's maybe a post for another time around some of the negative aspects of coaching, coaching culture, which there are many. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of the coach, the coaching work I do. And I'm proud of the coaching work that um, there's, a, there's a lot of wonderful coaches out there. Um, I think it's just something that has to be navigated really carefully. Anyways, these two podcasts at this time ignited something in me for sure. Um, a possibility for something different. And look, like teachers, I'd say this to anyone who will listen, teachers are some of the most skilled people who work in schools have an amazing skill set. Um, 
we are some of the most skilled folks in the workforce. And yet there is a really weird and sort of horrible mentality that we are quote unquote, just teachers and that we don't have transferable skills and teachers feel this, they believe this. Um, and it's a bold faced lie <laughs> because of this lie. It took me a really long time and a lot of work and a lot, many, many, many chats with my very supportive and very patient husband, um, about doing something different. And when we looked at the skills that I had and we looked at the way I worked best and I was telling him and sharing with him about this life coaching, coaching, um, world, which we didn't know a whole lot about, um, it, something just kind of clicked and together we researched coaching schools and I settled on the Rainer Institute, which is based out of Calgary in Canada. Um, for a lot of reasons, I love their ethos, love their structure, love their school. And also it helped because, um, their courses were done during the day in Canada, which was evening for me. So I worked part-time, um, also did my full-time mom duties <laughs> and my training and classes and work for coaching in the evenings and the weekends. And it was intense. Um, it was scary and it was exciting and it felt like the thing, you know, the thing, um, coaching felt like the thing and also there was something about it that wasn't quite whole yet for me um there was something that wasn't personal enough to me yet so I was still exploring the tarot for myself as I have been since I was a teenager I was exploring it more deeply for myself and I was um doing it from a perspective of the teachings of Lindsay Mack who does this um version of tarot called soul tarot um, and so I was invested, I had invested as well in some really big deep dives with her courses. And the whole time I was doing my coaching training, I was also very much relating it to the cards and to the energies around the cards and to the um, aspects of soul tarot that Lindsay Mack was teaching made so much more sense to me. Um, so her approach to teach, you know, her new approach, this new approach for me, that had a whole layer of, to tarot, which also then linked really beautifully to, you know, self-healing and um, coaching work. And they lined up really naturally for me. So um, it started down, started me down a path that was tying the two together. It's taken me a long time to get to the point where I could, for two things, one, own that I'm a coach, because there's a lot of, neg there's a lot of crap let's be honest in the coaching world that's bullshit and kind of gross um it also took me a long time to name and claim that I'm a tarot reader because of again this um belief around what tarot is um kind of this old-fashioned thing or this esoteric thing that's a bit woo or a bit um sometimes scary for people so it took me a long time to actually own both of those things because of my own history with, you know, what, how I was raised to believe what was appropriate work and what was valuable, quote unquote, valuable work, um, and what wasn't. And so I've had to do my own work around behind the scenes around this. So in that, yes, it made sense to me. Yes. I was doing the training for it. Yes. I believed in it. Still took me a long time to actually say the words out loud. I'm a coach and tarot reader. <laughs> now, no problem, because I know, and I know, and the more I did the work with folks, and the more I saw the benefits of it, the more I saw the value of it, the more, you know, I'm able to claim that, um, those labels for myself. Um, so when I was doing the coaching, I really loved the space that coaching 
provides people, that it provides us. I love the time and space that is just for us. I loved the relationship that can build between um, myself and the folks I get to work with. I loved the structure of a supportive model and the space to consider what if in the best possible ways. Um, I love the skill of listening and the ability to ask just the right question at just the right moment. I loved all the skill set around coaching that I was cre- that I was developing. It suited the skill set I already had as a teacher. And also something was missing. Some bigger connection and deeper knowing was definitely missing. I knew I wasn't really best utilizing a massive part of my personal skill set, which is my empathy, my sensitivity, my intuition, and that's those small sort of taps of knowing. And the tarot is my best connection to all of those aspects of myself, the things that make me, me as a coach, but also me as a human. And so the tarot gives me a way and us a way into all the goodness that's waiting to be explored and needing to be acknowledged. And it's like, a, we, we kind of laugh about it because, you know, when you're getting to know somebody in a coaching um, facility, you know, when we're learning about each other and work, you know, it's a very personal relationship coaching. And so we're getting to know each other. People don't always, aren't able to always feel comfortable opening up right away or get, or to name the things they want to work through. They sometimes take a little while to get to. But what the tarot does actually is it zooms straight into the things. And the number of times people that I'm working with have commented, that's exactly it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Or I didn't know how to say it, but that's what it is, you know? Um, and that's one of the biggest benefits of, of tarot. It also, for me, I it gives me the access to language to be able to say, I feel there's something here more. I feel, is there something here that... Um, is this something that comes up for you? Or is this the thing that maybe we need to look at? And so many times, every time people are like, oh my gosh, yes. Because sometimes we don't even know, <laughs> you know, we don't always have the language or it's a path that will take us there. It might take us a little longer. And with the tarot, sometimes it gets us there a bit quicker. So since bringing in tarot with the coaching, my ability to coach and support each individual I get to work with has been wild, like wild. And the folks I work with, we marvel all the time at the messages and the invitations that come through and the imagery, because I do get um, wee flashes sometimes of imagery um, and the knowledge and the healing that they bring and how needed each of them is in that exact moment. You know, we're always just marveling at this, the wonder of it all, you know, Um I coach folks who both read tarot for themselves and have some understanding of tarot or a very deep understanding of tarot. And I also, probably for the most part, actually work with people who don't use tarot themselves and it works for them as well. It absolutely works for them. And we all love what it brings. You know, everybody I work with and myself, when we when we have the aspect of tarot with the coaching, it just brings a whole different layer. It's gentler. It's more curious. It's more understanding. It's really beautiful it's lovely and it's that we it's that beautiful mix of science and structure from the coaching aspect and magic you know and inner knowings from the tarot side of things and that's all tied up together and it's really lovely um and i know now and i'm able to speak so comfortably and confidently about what i do and the work i do because i know how it's how i was always meant to work 
if this sounds like something <laughs> you'd be more interested in learning more about, or if you think this sounds like something up your street, or you've been thinking about working with me in this way, then um, please head to the website and have a look about. You can book a free discovery call just to see if we would be a good fit. Um, I There's no sales pitch or any pressure um, in those calls. It's not something I do. I don't believe in it. Um, I do currently have, it is becoming quite interesting to folks and I really am trying to create balance for myself around how I work and probably the way I'd work best is I could work with about four people at any one time. I have had interest from three people so far. So if it is something that you're thinking might be of use to you at this time and it feels like the right time for you, then definitely drop me a wee message or book a wee discovery call and we'll just... We'll just have a wee chat and see what you think. Um, some other things to just update you on around any all things shine time. Um, this is approaching the time of year where the year ahead readings are. Um, I would have originally done the year ahead readings sort of start building up towards that in November and December. Uh, what I have done because they were so popular, I actually made them a permanent offering on the website. I recognized that folks might prefer to have them done throughout the year. So a lot of people feel that their New Year's is around their birthday and they prefer to have a reading done for their birthday for the year ahead or the start of the Zodiac year, um, starting with Aries, you know, um, which isn't in January. <laughs> and there's other cultures around the world whose New Year's are at different times of the year. So rather than having... Um, the offerings just in the traditional sort of December, January time, I thought I would make them more permanent and people can book them at any point. That being said, I know that they are popular for this time of year coming up. Um, I will start advertising for them a bit more next month. But if you would like to reserve a space, you can book at any time. You can... Um, we, and then we can leave the date. We can set the date up for in the future. I'm only going to be able to do so many. <laughs> so once my schedule has filled up, which I'll have a better understanding of um, closer to November, December, then, you know, there's only so many spaces I can I can do. So um, if you do feel you really would like to purchase one and you're worried about missing a spot, um, I will have a lot of spots open because I can start doing the end of November, I can start doing December, I can do some in January. Um, but absolutely, if you want to purchase one, we can, you can do that and we will chat about and book you in for a specific date if that suits you. And the last thing I'd like to share about is just an update on the members area. The self-coaching with the tarot members area is building up really lovely, really nicely, and it's going to be ready for general sign up on January 7th. It's something I'm really, really, really proud about. Um, and it's a way for us to both work together in an accessible way. Um, it's a place I'm going to be present in and it's going to be updated regularly. And it's going to be something that I would hope would be a really lovely resource so that you can use co the coaching and the tarot themes and the resources in your own way and for your own healing journey. And it's, it's you know, it's a more accessible way for us to work together. It'll be £10 a month um, with the option to and your membership anytime that suits you uh, and to come and go from it as well. And it'll be there. It'll be built up on it. There will be um, lots of opportunities for things like uh, question and answer times. I'll, there'll be a, there's a members only podcast area. 
Um, there's going to be, I will be doing more workshops over the next little while and the members will have free access to the workshops. And there's going to be really detailed information about each card of the deck around how to use it for coaching ourselves and the kind of questions and journal prompts you might want to ask. And I have a really, it's a really, with plus tons of just tips and hints and spreads and all things how to, you know, engage with tarot, both as someone who may be new to tarot or somebody who doesn't use tarot or somebody who's, you know, a really seasoned tarot reader. There'll be something there more than enough for everybody to, to engage with. So that's something to keep your eye open for. So yes, thank you for joining me this month. Next month, I will be sharing a bit more about my own personal journey and tarot story. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit along with some more information around um, your year ahead readings that will become or that are available at any time. Thank you again. And we'll speak to you next month. See you later. Thank you so much for joining me here in this space. You can find out more about the work I do over on the website, which is shinetimecoaching.com, as well as over on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching. If you enjoyed the podcast today, it would mean an awful lot to this human if you would consider leaving a weed review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I hope your month is full of what you want and even more of what you need. Until next month, take care, lovelies.